Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CR Checkup Podcast. I hope that I got a chance to see you in person on Monday or in person on Wednesday at our Buckeye group. Uh, But regardless of whether you come to our groups or you don't, you live in a different state or a different country, no matter where you are at, no matter who you are, we love you so much and we're so excited that you're tuning in, having this conversation, joining in uh, with us here today. And so uh, very, very excited to be able to get to have a conversation with my good friend here in the studio with us today. And so uh, would you go, go ahead and please introduce yourself for us? Sure, John. Thanks. Um, My name is Edie. I'm a grateful believer and follower of Jesus Christ. And I came to recovery for alcohol. And I struggle with perfectionism, anger, food addiction, and I'm a rape and sexual abuse survivor. Hello, Edie. Thank you so much for making the time to be here with us today. No problem. Good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm excited to to get into this conversation with you. So I unfortunately was not able to be there on Monday night when you shared live uh, with our group. Um, And I was so bummed about that. I was really excited to be able to be there. Um, I know you had shared your testimony at your home CR and and some of uh, the the folks that come to our group had been there and they were just telling me, oh, you got to be there. You got to... a great testimony. It's so powerful. And I was so excited. And of course, I got a chance to read it as we do with every every mm-hmm. single uh, testimony that comes through. And I was really excited to, to hear that. But, um, you know, sometimes things don't go as, as we hope or that we plan. I was kind of fighting off of a bug there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to get to, to talk to you about it now. And, and uh, there's a lot of things, of course, uh, in everybody's story, but in yours as well. And I know we can't talk about it, unfortunately, all uh, the, today. Uh, but I would just love to just to just pick your brain a little bit. If you could just share with our listeners um, just a, a little bit about what brought you into Celebrate Recovery, kind of some of those those uh, key things that kind of you had experienced that maybe brought you into where you're at right now and just <laughs> how you've worked through things. Just just give us a little bit of a summary um, uh, uh, just about your, your, your testimony that you shared on Monday. Okay. Um, my addiction started when I was three, um, and it continued all my life, obviously. And on October 3rd, 2015, my husband passed away. Mm. Well, it took my addiction over the top. Um, I drank 24 seven and two young ladies from my church very good sisters um, intervened and they said you need help Mm. so they would not leave we had breakfast they would not leave until I went and called somebody and they actually took me to the addiction behavioral center so that's where my um, recovery started those are some good friends right there. Very good friends, yes. <laughs> you it, probably didn't like them as the much time. as you did at that time, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, I started recovery at Celebrate Recovery on April, I think it was 9th, um, 2015. So it was our, no, 2018. And, and this was in California, right? It was in California. Okay. And um, from that point on, um, I have been sober for three years and eight months. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And if it wasn't for CR, I really do not think I would be alive today. Amen. It gave me the tools, the steps, the principles that help you and guide and direct. 
and it puts Christ first. I tried mm-hmm. for over 60 years to try to do it myself, and it did not work. Right. So it's through those steps and everything and the people. I just love the people. Mm-hmm. It is a forever family. That's right. Absolutely. There's a couple of things that kind of stood out to me in your testimony, mm-hmm. um, some things that I could certainly relate to personally and just kind of situationally. And one of the first things was early on in your life uh, when you were born, uh, we share a similarity in the sense that we were both twins when we were born. Yes. And I shared in my testimony that this was kind of one of those things, of course, I didn't know that that was a traumatic experience for me, right? It was something that I had been living with my whole life, and it wasn't until I got into the program and I'm starting to kind of delve into this that I started to discover what that was for me. And so um, would you share, maybe people have similar experiences, maybe it's not exactly like that, but early uh, trauma, and what was it like to kind of discover that and then kind of work through it? Well, I have to thank you because it was through (laughs) your testimony that it came to mind to me that whoa yes I have been carrying that um my brother was stillborn Mm. so physically I didn't know him right but I was reminded by my mom that I should have been a boy and not you know I should not have been the one to survive it should have been the boy Mm. so that added to my lack of self-worth I just didn't think there was anything for me I didn't realize that there was that connection with the twin. I thought it was just my mom. So I was angry with her. But through that, and I'm still working with that aspect of it, of dealing with how that affected me emotionally. Yeah. So, And I think that's what's so powerful about the testimonies, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I certainly have had experiences with that where... You know, I just, maybe I'm not even relating a lot with the story that I'm hearing. And then it's just that one thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that it was going to to impact me in that type of way. And I think that's what's really beautiful about it. And mm-hmm. just as you said, maybe it's not that I, I all of a sudden it's all, I got it all figured out and I've been able to work through it and everything's all fine now, but it at least, uh, there's a level of an awareness, right? Yes. That allows me to maybe start to put the puzzle pieces together to maybe understand things a little bit more. And that's a long road. And, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's just very interesting when we get to it, there's things like that, that connect us, right. And that we yes. get to feel connected and we feel like, okay, maybe I'm in the right place, right? Or like, okay, there's somebody who can relate to me. And and Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful thing when we find kind of some some relief or we kind of find victory a lot of time, especially for me. Like I feel like anytime I I have similar experiences with people who are in the program who are sharing that, I get Mm -hmm. to share also in that victory, right? That they're talking about and say, maybe I haven't experienced that yet, like that victory specifically, but through that person sharing their victory, I'm also able to experience that, even if it's just a little bit, right? Yes, very yeah. much so. I just think that's so beautiful. <laughs> so one of the other things, too, uh, that was was coming up, and you, and you said you had you had gone through some abuse um, as you were growing up and into your, your marriage. One of the things that your first marriage, right? Correct. Um, and uh, one of the things that you had talked about Um, that I wanted to get into a little bit, and I hope you feel comfortable talking about this, um, Mm -hmm. is you had talked about going to your pastor um, and telling him about some of that abuse that you were experiencing, and he had shared with you... He shared with me that as being the Christian... In the, in the marriage, yeah. that I should, and he was the husband, yeah. that I needed to be submissive to what he said. Right. And I was 
a very baby Christian at that time. So, and your pastor is not going to steer you wrong, right? <laughs> yes. Well, you you hope you not, hope. right? And that's that, and that's kind of what I wanted to dig into mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, a little bit how you've kind of worked through that, how you've kind mm-hmm. of reconciled mm-hmm. that, because I think a lot of times what happens. Okay, just first and foremost, I mean, we're all flawed people, pastor yes. mm-hmm. or not, or you know, mm-hmm. saint or not, whatever it is. Like we're all yes. flawed. And we can, you know, hopefully give that guy the benefit of the doubt that, you know, he didn't intentionally say anything that was going to continue to put it, put you in harm's way. Right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully we can just give that the benefit of the doubt. But the fact of the matter is, is that in itself was abusive. And it's, it's a little different in the sense that it's, it's spiritually abusive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we take those characteristics or those experiences that we've had with spiritual leaders and we take that on and we associate it to God. Right. And yes. we associate that, that hurt with God or give it or blame him for those different Mm -hmm. things. And, and, uh, just so we're clear, hopefully to every listener, um, if you're in an abusive relationship, there's nothing that says that you need to be submissive to that. You don't need Correct. to submit to that. And you knew that and you yeah. know that, which is really I know beautiful. that now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I would just love, you could share a little bit about how you kind of, like you said, you didn't necessarily know that. So how did you work through mm-hmm. that and how do you work through that now? Mm-hmm. Okay. At the time, being submissive, because I wanted to share with him Christ. That was my goal is to, you know, hope that he would accept Christ as his savior. When the abuse continued, there was something in my mind that kept saying, is this right, God? Is this right? Mm. And as I was growing in Christ with my, you know, reading scripture, um, listening to because I could no longer go to church so I was listening to radio you know and listening to the pastors that were on there and one of the phrases is that if it goes against God's word it's wrong Mm -hmm. so I was searching through the Bible to find every scripture I could find on what that was and what it meant and so it's like oh my goodness this is wrong but I was afraid because he had threatened to kill me if I didn't do what he said It wasn't until I moved up to Oregon because of cancer where I realized I can't go back to that situation. Yeah. So that's when I was able to stand up and say, I cannot come back until these things change. Mm -hmm. And obviously he didn't want it to change, so he filed for divorce. Yeah. But now I know I search the word all the time to find out what God wants and not what I want or what others think. It's what God says. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you kind of already answered this question a Mm -hmm. little bit, but just maybe to put a cap on it here, speaking to maybe people or women who are, or I guess anybody really, Mm -hmm. who maybe be in a a similar situation Mm -hmm. and they're struggling through this right now and they're trying to find their way through it. What Mm -hmm. would you share with, with, with those folks? Although that might not be so easy, right? Or or so simple. Yeah. It's, it's easy to say it, but it's not easy to follow through. If a woman is in an abusive situation, it doesn't mean divorce, Mm. but it does mean you need to separate. There needs to be a boundary. There are many shelters, many places that you can go to get that help. And they have places where you can stay there. So you are not under the abuse. And men are the same way. Men are being abused, too. So it's the same thing. The boundary is you need to get out of the situation, whether it's physical, sexual, and I would even put emotional because it is affecting you and your recovery. Yeah. 
I think that's so good. And I, and I love that you even define that in the way of saying doesn't necessarily mean divorce, mm -hmm. right? But getting yourself out of that situation, yes. there's nothing, there's no reason, you know, that any of us should fall under the thinking that we have to submit to abusive situations, mm -hmm. whatever that may be in yeah. our marriage or friend relationships or in our spiritual mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not something that we need to yeah. submit to. And I think that's important to hear. Mm -hmm. And by staying in a situation like that, you're feeding their addiction mm. because being abusive is an addiction to them. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had brought up also that it, amongst all of these things that you were also uh, battling cancer, yes. correct? And mm -hmm. so, and this is, I think, what's really powerful about, uh, it's not the only thing, but there, it's really powerful about your story is there's a lot of different things that you've gone through and coming out of those things and, and you've seen God in a lot of really tangible ways yes. restoring a lot of your your, your, your life, really, mm -hmm. uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yes. And what, so just very briefly, what would you share uh, kind of about that, that journey uh, through healing mm -hmm. with cancer? What I learned with that is that... Um, Sometimes God has to hit you over the head with a two by four <laughs> to get your attention. And there were many um, bottoms that I had mm. during my recovery or before my recovery. And what I realized with that is that God not only heals emotionally, but he does heal physically. Yeah. Not everyone is cured. And I yeah. think I have a survivor's guilt with that because mm. you see so many people that suffer through cancer and don't survive. I wasn't supposed to live, yeah. but I'm here. So, yeah. and praise God for that. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Lord. And, and I think that that's a very real thing. You bring up a really real thing. And I experienced this as well as far as recovery goes from drugs and alcohol in that, that survivor's guilt and just feeling mm -hmm. like, why? And Hopefully, you know, like I have known, or I do know, uh, even though it's difficult to accept a lot of days, is like, I know why my life was spared to help the next person, yes. right? It, it's mm -hmm. it's not to take this this gift that has been given to me, this completely undeserved gift, and just hold on to it and say, whew, I made it out of there, right? Like, <laughs> by the skin of my teeth, and yeah. now I'm just going to continue doing whatever I want, even though maybe we did that a few <laughs> times, right? We, yes. But we've come to the understanding of, okay, now we know we have purpose, and it's mm -hmm. to take what we've experienced and bring it to the next person. Yes. And that's what is so awesome about your story is that you have gone through many things. You've seen God restore a lot of those things. Some of them, you're, I'm sure you're still working yes. through, mm -hmm. but you're now taking those things and saying, I'm going to use this for the benefit of the kingdom. Yes. And we were talking about this even just right before we started recording with wanting to make sure that everybody keeps their eyes on Jesus as you're talking about these things. Yes. And that's the last thing I just want to talk to you before we talk about the steps a little bit is what... I've kind of been talking a, a quite a bit about this with some some of the the testimonies that I've been having on because it really it's it's profound to me. What it like what where does that shift? Because we're selfish people, right? I mean oh, like yes. we <laughs> we haven't always thought, you know, mm -hmm. we want the the light to be shown on Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. It hasn't always been that way. Yeah. And so um I, I maybe it was a, a switch, maybe it, it was a process, but what what was it for you that kind of started oh to change or is continuing to change into you that makes you want to be that way instead? Okay. Well, I have, I started the step study in California. Then I went on vacation. So I had to start it again. Mm -hmm. 
And then I moved to Arizona. Wow. And it all stopped at step four mm-hmm. where I had to change. And then I finished it here. And I think it was starting at step four here. And oh, wow. it's where I realized that it, because I went back over my answers and everything before was that selfishness. Oh, like, wow. look what they did to me and blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, how can I, what can I learn from that? Wow. And so I think it was going through the steps where it really helped. And it took about a, a year Yeah. where it went from the I to, I would say, the we. How can you help mm. others with it? That's good. And it sounds like what we keep coming back to a lot of times when I have this conversation with people mm-hmm. is you had a spiritual experience as a result of the steps. Amen. <laughs> it just, yes. You can't really pinpoint it. I mean, there's things where it kind of start your, our eyes begin to be mm-hmm. opened up, but yeah, it's kind of just like, man, you just keep working the steps. You keep doing the work and I'm not exactly sure where it's going to happen for you, but I'm confident or for anybody, yes. but I'm confident that it will happen for anybody yes. if we work as honestly as we possibly can on the steps, right? Yes, exactly. And that's not, it's not (laughs) necessarily easy. It's simple, but it is, it is uh, not necessarily easy. Yeah. And I read through the 12 steps and the eight principles every day Mm. because that's where I put my focus and I try to read them as if it's the first time I'm reading them. Mm. And to do that, it just, it does, it opens your eyes and as the onion, you know, you peel it back yeah. and the layers keep coming and there are tears yeah. that come with that. But I'm growing steady every day. Okay. So, and it is, it's with the steps. It has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're all spiritual in nature. It's not they like... They are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Speaking <laughs> of the steps, um, right now we're talking about step five in our groups, which is uh, we admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And so I was just wondering if you could share maybe a little bit of your experience with step five, maybe some advice that you would give to somebody Mm -hmm. if they're kind of, you know, maybe trying to find somebody that they're going to share with, or, you know, they're just trying to figure out what, what does step five Mm -hmm. look like for them? What would you share? Oh, I would share with them that when you're looking for someone that to share that with, it's usually it's a sponsor that you go to and making sure that that person is following the steps themselves mm-hmm. and they're being honest and vulnerable. That's good. Because that way you know you can be honest and vulnerable. Right. And for me, I wanted to give the perfect answers. So, <laughs> you know, I could lift myself and go, wait a minute, that's an I again. Yeah. So it's being honest with what God is saying. What has God revealed in my character that I need to change? What has He revealed where people have hurt where I need to uh, you know, uh, forgive them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do I need to ask for forgiveness? And I think that's the hardest for me is forgive me for this because I hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have 60 years of hurt that's yeah. been there sure. to other people. And, um, but yeah, be honest with that. Yeah. Did you find it difficult to get going with kind of sharing your step four? Was it more difficult for you to get going with it? Or was it more difficult maybe to keep like going through all of those things? (laughs) Or did you find like any point in your step five as you were sharing your step four with your sponsor? Did you find something that kind of came up in that that was more difficult Mm -hmm. for you than maybe uh, something else? 
I think it was uh, when I was going through the hurts that had been done to me, yeah. where um, because I had been brought up saying, you know, you know, you need to hide your feelings mm. and don't get angry. That's a sin. You can't get angry. Right. So I would not want to get angry. Oh, wow. Well, that's one of the things that I came face to face with. Yes, I was angry yeah. with those people that hurt me. And I was angry that no one noticed what was happening. Yeah, exactly. And the whole, I was angry at God. And just to come and be open that I was angry. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my goodness, that opens up a whole new, there was relief when I admitted wow. that. So... So would you say that through that that process of actually saying it out loud to another person that your emotions started to get activated and you were able to understand kind of the purpose of them and step out of denial in that kind of way? Oh, definitely. Because once it's out, Satan can no longer use it against you. Amen. It's out there and you don't have to hide it anymore. And I think for me, I always wore a mask in front of people. Yeah. Well, once it's out in the open, the mask is gone. That's right. And what a freeing thing. Amen. <laughs> what a freeing thing. I love that. that that's so good. Um, the last thing that I just kind of wanted to chat really quickly about mm -hmm. is what would you share uh, with the newcomer, the person who's just maybe they're just scraping by. They're coming, <laughs> you know, because, you know, they're trying to make somebody happy or, mm -hmm. you know, they just they don't even know why they're coming anymore. What would you share with that person? Um, I would share with them, first of all, that you're, you made a big decision to come. Mm. You're here and you're in a place where people love you for who you are. Yeah. And there's no... Um, there's no conviction. There's no, I mean, not conviction. There's not, condemnation. no condemnation yeah. that's put there. You're, you're free. You're here. And God will share with you in his timing mm. what you need to work on because we're all at different places here. Right. We're not all on the same, you know, you're not yeah. coming in new that you can't understand what's happening because Everybody goes through it. Through, yeah. yeah. And so that God does answer prayer. Mm. And we've been praying for you. Yeah. We've been praying for you before you came through the door. So yeah. God will give answers. And you just have to be serious inside that you want recovery. Yeah. Or if you're here for someone, that you will give them support in whatever they come with. That's good. Yeah, you bring up something that I, I don't think we've ever talked about on the podcast before is, yeah, for the past five years now at mm -hmm. our group, every single, you know, group that we meet, we pray for the ones that are going to be here tonight, next week, and next next yes. year. So yes. some of the people that have been showing up for the first time, we've been praying for them for over four years, and yes. I, I think that's really cool. And yeah, just so you know, it was one of those things, too, for me, when I came into the room, and we always close out a meeting, say we put one foot in the middle mm -hmm. to show support for the people who aren't here. And when I came into a meeting and I was fresh off the streets and I, I experienced that and I had this overwhelming sense of like, oh, my gosh, these people don't even know me. They, you know, I was never even thought about coming into this room and they've been putting this foot in for me and they didn't even know it. Yeah. And it's very powering and it's exciting to know that there's people who care about me who never even met me, they still don't even necessarily know me, but they love me and they yes. appreciate me and they want me to come around. And mm -hmm. that's, that's exciting. Yes. Um, so I think that's really good. The other thing too, I, I hope and I pray that there's somebody who's listening right now, um, very begrudgingly, you know, they, they, they don't even, they're, 
it's it's a miracle that they've made it this far along in the podcast because <laughs> their friend was telling them, "Hey, you should listen. You should listen." I <laughs> yes. don't. You know, no, I don't want nothing to do with celebrate recovery. They maybe they don't even use drugs or alcohol. They maybe have. They don't even know. There's a celebrate recovery is not for me. You know, they have no idea why anybody would go there. What would you share for somebody who's maybe they don't have a drug or alcohol issue? Um, they, you know, pretty much just what we, a lot of times just say like a normal person, right? <laughs> right. Um, what would you share with those people about celebrate? Why, sh- why should they even entertain the idea of coming to CR? Okay. Well, first of all, um, alcohol and drugs are a symptom. <laughs> and that's how we cover up things that are hidden behind. So it could be a feeling. It could be a hurt. And if you're walking on this earth, you've been hurt. Yeah. You have a hang-up and yeah. you have a habit, whether yeah. it could be food, it could be spending, it could be gambling, it could be anything. Yeah. So um, we all have something that we deal with. So if if it's not drugs or alcohol, there's a symptom underneath that that we're trying to hide. That's right. That's good. You hit it right there. I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I probably couldn't even have said it that good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, thank you so much. And thanks for spending the time here. It's, it's always a joy to get to talk to you. Um, also, so you, um, you're also involved in another Celebrate Recovery. And so on Friday nights, right? Friday so nights. At- I'd love you just share with okay. anybody um, where it's at and what time. How could they get to know you a little bit better and, okay. and, and uh, go out to that ministry? Sure. We meet Friday nights. And doors open at 6.30. We start at 7 to about 8.30. And we meet at Summit Community Church. And um, we're small right now, but we're growing. And we're reaching the lives that are there. So if, please, come. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's in Buckeye, correct? Buckeye, Buckeye, correct. Buckeye, Arizona. So if you're cruising through town on a Friday night or you're just looking for something to do. It's yes. a great place to be. Great people. Wonderful time. Yes. And uh, would love to, to have you guys in, uh, go out and check that out there as well, too. You can also find her here on Monday nights uh, <laughs> yes. at our Goodyear campus. And so uh, we just love ED at our group. And we're, mm-hmm. we're hoping that you guys out there listening enjoy our conversation. And if you're impacted by that, come and, and get to know her a little bit and be able to work through some of those things uh, just side by side with her. And so, oh, ED, thank, thank you so much for making the time. God bless you. God bless what you're doing out there in Buckeye <laughs> and you. your life and everything. And just God bless you so much for your willingness and your obedience to be able to do what he's calling you to do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Remember, God never wastes a hurt. Amen. <laughs> listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we encourage you to continue having conversations wherever you're at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.